The first thing that I wanted to go over was just kind of some housekeeping stuff in regards to the the final part of the writing contest. The second part, five people that had written in the first part followed up. So I think there was either, I can't remember if it was seven or nine people originally that entered. Wow, whatever, however many it was, not all of them came back around and, and wrote something for the second part. Or maybe they did and they just never sent it or they, I don't know, whatever. So five people are part of round two. <clears throat> and I gave them until the end of this month, the end of May, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. to get their final part in. And I told every single one of them in their private critique videos that if that's not enough time due to life, involvement, engagements, whatever, mm -hmm. to let me know, and I will extend it, not just for that person, but for everyone. It won't just be a, oh, you get a special extension and everybody else doesn't. That's good. But if nobody says anything, then that remains. And as of yet, nobody has said anything. So mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that unless I hear something, and I need to hear before, like, not, not the very last day, hey, I can't get this in. I'd like to hear sooner than that so that I can let everyone know and that they're not rushing to get theirs in. Mm. So, like I said, if you, any one of you five that have written something for for the second part would like that extension, please let me know and I'll push it out to June. And that should be more than enough time to, I, I, I think, for you to do what I challenged. And what, instead of giving everybody a theme... I gave them all unique challenges specific to their stories. Hmm. So I and said, how is how do you make that fair? What do you mean? Because it is a contest. How do you make the challenge unique but also equal? It's about the same for each one. It was they wrote a story, and most all of them involved multiple elements. So I said, write from this perspective the same thing. Hmm or go back in time leading up to this mm -hmm. point or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is for them to, I want to see how much they improve yeah. from okay. this second part and the first part. The, the first, the very first part was just kind of like a weeding out process. Who, who all wants to even be part of this thing? <clears throat> and then beyond all that, I am hoping that at least one or more, it'd be great if all five of the people here or others are interested in this other thing that I've got in mind. And this isn't a contest exactly, but um, Cold Open Stories has a fast fiction contest that they do every quarter, I think, or so, because there's a month or so that they issue the challenge, then you've got time to get it in, and there's a whole another month of judging. And so I think it is once every quarter, every something like that, that they have a, a theme, you write something on that theme, and then if you win, you don't get anything other than prestige and bragging rights. But it's, I mean, it's something because it's there's quite a few people that are entering because I think something like 30 to 50 odd people enter each time. Yeah. And if you get in the top whatever, what, five, ten? Something like that. I don't know what uh, the cutoff is. I think that it might change to just depending on which ones they like. They'll post your story on their website. Yeah. Yeah. They have winner like editor's choice and then a few others. It might be a max of 10 or something all told. Yeah. But you've done it and you, did you win twice or just once? I won once the very first time. That was her name that I wrote. And then I was an editor choice for, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the one about the, the preacher who decides to mm -hmm. kind of 
It was around the time of the whole George Floyd Floyd protests mm-hmm. and stuff, so I was kind of tapping into that. Um, you wrote three stories that round, but I don't remember yeah. how many you turned in. I think I turned in all of them. I asked if I oh. could, and they said, yeah, go ahead. Hmm. Um, I don't remember. I don't even remember the other ones. Anyway, but, you've done it, and yeah. what are you asking other people to do? What I'd like to do is become an editor. I'd, I'd like to kind of start a a writing club, a writing where, I don't know what to call it exactly, because I don't know of anything that exists quite like it. Would it be kind of like the meetup that you had gone to or what you thought that meetup might be? I mean, partly. It would be partly a writing group to help each other improve. And unlike the read, the, the writing group that I went to, it would be a place for us to really hone our craft and get mm-hmm. better, not just oh, what have you been doing, and enter contests and help each other. And what I'd like to start to do is to find people that can write at least halfway decently, which all the people in the contest are various degrees of moderate to better. They, they, they know how to, they can put a story together. Um, there's some people that have a little issue, some issues with some the grammatical things and just minor things, but it's nothing that couldn't be overcome with, with a little bit of work or some amount of work. And so what I'd, I'd like to do is get a group together that goes around and kicks ass writing stuff. And so we would enter various contests. I'm not interested in entering any more of the cold open stories ones, mm-hmm. but I would like to help people enter it, help polish their stories up, be that person that isn't friend or family that says, this part sucks, this mm-hmm. isn't any good, this is really good, let's, let's expand this part here, focus on this a little bit more, and then go in and then win be kind of like a a dojo a writing dojo kind of thing it sounds like a writing fight club yeah kind of in in sense that we're not fighting amongst each other's but we're going from this contest to this short fiction contest and trying to win and yeah but you are i mean it sounds like the ideal situation is everybody would give feedback to everybody and they could just do it straight up yeah Say, hey, get rid of this. It's not doing you any favors. And at times we might go, okay, just like different teams do when it comes to magic. I guess that would be what it was. It'd be like a writing team. And if we go, okay, we're going to all write a story and then we're going to decide whose is the best story mm-hmm. of those. Because there's no point in us all submitting one if a couple of them just don't really, if we all mm-hmm. agree this one doesn't really capture it as well as these other two. Hmm. So then... You, you could argue, oh, well, numbers, you could all submit. Okay, but if we all agree that, say, these three of the seven are inarguably the best three, mm-hmm. then let's submit those three and not just dilute the pool with a few others. Hmm. Or let's let's go back to the drawing board on those other four. Let, let's, I mean, because sometimes it's like, okay, this one just missed the point. This one doesn't have the theme in there at all. Yeah, the reason why I kind of made a face there was um, because I would see benefit in submitting all of the stories so that you could get feedback from other sources. You don't always get feedback from oh, writing don't? contests. Okay. Oftentimes you don't. Oh, okay. They just say this wasn't a right fit for us or something. Because mm-hmm. they just don't have time to send yeah. personalized feedback for sometimes 50, 100,000 stories. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even hear anything. It's just... Mm-hmm. If you don't hear from us, that means you didn't get to the next section because yeah. they just, they can't sit there and be like, well, thank you for the story. And then, you know, it's just, it's a time thing. 
Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> but the first place I'd like to start is with cold open stories. So of these people that have submitted stories, I'd like to be on the lookout for what that next theme is that cold open has. I think they're right now in the judging process of the last fast fiction uh, contest that they did, I think. Hmm. I don't know when it'll come about. Maybe it already has as of this recording. I, I honestly don't know. I, I could check. Um, find out what that is, when it comes about, and then get the people, get multiple people to enter, polish those up as best as we possibly can. And I would be taking pride in helping those people win. Like, I'm not there to get the idea and then submit my own story. I, I don't really care to submit any more stories to cold open stories. I'm just, I'm busy with other things, but I do very much enjoy the critique process, the stuff I want to write. I don't really want to be submitting outside of, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of just focusing on this channel, working on Desert Stars, and I'm still kind of banging around this other idea for what follows after Desert Stars. And with cold open stories, do they only do <clears throat> Warhammer 40k fan fiction? I think or do they've they allowed do 30k as well. Oh, but right okay. now it's 40 oh. and 30k. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it's Warhammer. Hmm. The the science fiction side, not not Age of Sigmar or anything. I don't think. Hmm. Maybe they've expanded that, but it's yeah, it's the science fiction side of things as far as I know. Hmm. Or was last I knew. Neat. But I think that would be very rewarding for me to help somebody polish up a story and then see that process of okay, here's first draft that you showed me, maybe it was the third draft that you came up with, but then you got this up to this point. And then I helped hone it and then bring out the story. I mean, I think I'm a pr pretty decent critic when it comes to helping people get the story. I mean, every single, the every single one of the stories, aside from maybe one or two of the first round of submissions, had a problem of not really being a story. There were mostly scenes. Hmm. A couple of them, from what I recall, were almost a story, but it was just kind of like, I don't, they were missing one of the elements of the four elements that I, that I, I, mm. I I'm always talking yeah. about. You got to have your protagonist, mm -hmm. got to have an antagonist, mm -hmm. got to have the protagonist wanting something that this is in the way of, and mm -hmm. then you have to have a resolution that wraps it all up. And what some of those were like, okay, we know who the protagonist is. We know what they want, but there's nothing really in their way. They just kind of went and got it. Like that's, mm. that's not very interesting. So we got three of the, whatever in this round, they did a very good job, and every single one of them had a clear protagonist, a clear one. That was everything. They all had all of those elements. Hmm. So if that's because of things that I said in the last round, then, I mean, they've already improved. So I said a few right things to help them out, or they, I mean, there's a lot of other elements beyond myself that they have been paying attention to between then and now. But I'd like to think that given my guidance, and something else that's even more impressive is that they did it in fewer words. The first challenge was a thousand words and this one was 900 and they all managed that. So, yeah, this this final round, the third round, it's again 900 words because like clearly you can do it. So now just do it again. And I give I gave you some some angle. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, we haven't tried playing Kill Team since the last time. I, I kind of felt uh... I've been given the impression that you just don't even care about it. What I don't know. I've been trying to think of different ways that it, we could make it easier, more accessible or something. And I just, I, I just keep on coming back to that whole point that I've made about it being a triangle of things to keep track of. And I just, 
Yeah. I don't like that. I just don't like it. <laughs> I think last podcast we talked about this and somebody commented and suggested that have or the ideal scenario i mm-hmm. think it was there mm-hmm. is I to so. have somebody who's played the game yeah and can be a resource so you don't have to run around looking right for things i mean so, that makes sense but that's just not an option that's available to us right now not right now just because of covid um, <laughs> i mean like the place that we would go to play we we can't they don't do that right now yeah I did overhear when I was picking up library books that the library was going to be opening to okay. the public. Okay. So um, they were telling this gal, yeah, you can come in soon and use mm. the computers. And she was very excited about it. Nice. I mean, I, I don't foresee this being a thing that is just this way until I cease to be. I, I mean, I could see it being this way for another six months for sure, maybe even another year. But I think after that point, it's going to be less. I mean... I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I, obviously, if I knew that what the future held, I, I wouldn't have sold my Dogecoin as soon as I did. But at the same time, I'm glad to just be out of that. I don't, I don't know. I go back and forth. On the one hand, I think I don't like anything about the crypto world. I really don't. Based off of that article and that video that I saw all in the course of two hours of each other, I said, yeah. fuck crypto. All every which way to Sunday and 19 ways back and then back again. Mm. Like, it's horrible for the environment the amount of resources that are dumped into it it's it, it, it takes all these gpus that people are using for their mining because it's one of the most efficient ways to do it right now so people that actually would like one gpu just can't get it because people are have farms of these gpus lined up it don't it really helps just the rich people still it doesn't yeah. solve that problem right and it's this <laughs> big gamble of all these cryptos just keep on coming out a new one a new one there's probably a new it's one invented every day seemingly nothing hoping that this one will get followed and it will be the next doge or something because if you like two years ago if you put a thousand dollars into doge I, I mean i don't know i could do the math here real quick let me see real i think you would have that would be two Five thousand Doge coins. If you bought five thousand Doge coins, uh, no, no, no. If you oh. bought a, a put a thousand dollars into it, let me see. One year ago, a year ago, oops, Doge was worth point zero zero two five. Okay. So if we go to calculator and put one thousand divided by point zero zero two five, that's four hundred thousand. Doge coins that you would have. Okay. And then multiply that by... Times point, we'll say 60 cents right now. You'd have a quarter million dollars, basically. Minus a thousand profit. What do you mean? Okay, yeah. But, I mean, it might even go higher tonight when Elon Musk is on on, on SNL. People think that it might climb. Hmm. Uh, who knows? Because he's supposed to do some skit or something. I don't know. Yeah, YouTube. who knows? I mean, he's going to be hosting it, so who knows? He'll, it, it seems unlikely that he'll not have some sort of wink or nudge at it. And every time he mentions it, people just buy a whole bunch more, and then it goes up, and it goes up, and it goes up. I... It seems like a game to him. The thing... I, I don't like crypto but i have no problem with the non-fungible tokens because that's a thing it's a it's a one of thing yeah yeah i I mean i i know you can argue oh it's a digital thing so it can be reproduced indefinitely but but it's not it's not the same yeah and and to the people that own that fungible thing that that one instance of it like let's say this art was a non-fungible token this this space dinosaur or whatever is going on in this can of beer 
if I owned that and Fremont then says, you know, we'd like to use it, then they have to pay me. Mm-hmm. They go, you know, we'd like to use that again. We'll give you, you know, a, a thousandth of a cent for every can that we sell. All right, cool. Mm, but if you if you buy something that is a non-fungible token, that doesn't mean you get the copyrights to it. You just own the original. But then people could still use that? Mm-hmm. But you own it. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's not the same. As oh. far as I understand, that podcast I listened to, the Draftsman podcast, was explaining it that way. They're what? different. They're separate. I mean, I, I understand that they're separate. That I can wrap my head around that. I just don't understand what the benefit is of buying, like, Kings of Leon sold an album mm-hmm. as a non-fungible token. But if they can go then and do whatever they want with it and go play those songs and everything, then why own the album what, what is the point i don't know huh okay i'm all um, right the guy in that podcast proko who understood it better than i said that you would get basically the bragging rights <laughs> okay i mean i guess <laughs> so you're for certain buying an idea for certain things i guess that's fine but, but for other things it's what am what am i what am i doing here like, yeah who cares if this, if, if Fremont Brewing comes up with this thing and they're, oh, we're going to have an auction and all the proceeds go to a charity and I, for whatever reason, buy that thing, the, the dinosaur in space thing. All right, cool. And we're going to still put it on our cans. Dell owns it. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically a reason for Dell to give X amount of money to the charity. and. But it's the original copy of it. Okay. Whoop-dee. Like when it comes to an art piece, say. Yeah, but the difference between an, an actual tangible object, like if I own the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. and I have it in my home, mm-hmm. people can't go around, <clears throat> and I guess they can. I mean, they do it all the time, right? It's Somebody owns the Louvre, owns it. I don't know who is it, who owns the Mona Lisa. Some art collectors will own a piece of art and then they will let a museum Right, okay. Show it. So if that's the case... Then there's still prints of it yeah. every which way. It's not like it's being stopped from people yeah. selling mouse pads of the Mona Lisa if they want to. But the way also that Proko explained it is he, he used the example of baseball cards and how if you have a baseball card and it's an original and it's in mint condition, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it might be a really worthy one, like a really valuable one rather. Okay. And then somebody else has the same baseball card, but it's raggedy, it's, you know, torn, whatever. It's not in as good of condition. Yeah. It's not going to be worth as much. Okay. And you also brought up the example of a lightsaber. If there were two lightsabers made for Luke Skywalker in the original Star Wars series. Yeah, by the prop makers. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they had one just as a backup. Mm Mm-hmm. That Mark Hamill had never touched. Yeah, that he'd never touched, never used on screen. Mm-hmm. The one that he used on screen, even though they are identical, mm-hmm. or are they virtually identical, the one that was used is going to be the one that's worth money. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's just not the same. Right. So, bringing that back to the non-fungible tokens, it's the artist saying, hey, I'm going to sell this original piece, say mm-hmm. it's a digital piece of art. Mm-hmm. They put it up on the marketplace and somebody buys that. And that person owns that original piece. Yeah, the difference between the lightsaber and the digital thing is mm-hmm. that the digital thing can be endlessly reproduced. 
with no difference in what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like I have the the real one, okay, but I'm still posting pictures of this on the internet, on my my friend groups, and on the Discord, and on the yeah. whatever chans, and on the Twitters. And nobody cares that it's not the real one. It does the same exact thing in the digital mm-hmm. space. I mean, something's going to have to change in some way for that to make a difference. Because yeah. right now, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Digitally, nobody gives a crap that yeah. yours is the original and it's on a hard drive that no one's ever going to access when the the meme of the the silly duck or whatever is like, I own the, I own the original silly duck. Nobody cares. I've I've seen Silly Duck 300 times on Imager just today. But I have the real one. Great. So I I don't know how that changes. <clears throat> I don't know. I think the only value too that is that a non-fungible token can hold is as much value as individuals give it to. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's so, true of anything. I mean, that is true of anything. So it is an economic system in and of itself for that reason. Yeah. So, I don't know. Non-fungible tokens are weird. The whole digital cryptocurrency, all of that, that that whole ecosystem is very odd. And I don't know, I mean, there's no way to know if it all just implodes <laughs> or, or what, but I don't see it helping any most people it'll help some people you you, you'll hear stories about like the whole gamestop thing a few people here and there that made a bunch of money and able able to pay off their student debts but most people miss that train i I mean that's just the reality of it yeah that's you know for every one story that you heard of that a million other people didn't have that experience (laughs) i mean it's probably truly that high Yeah. I mean, my brother bought it GameStop when it was at $342, and I think last I knew it was just back down to about 150 So he's lost about, I mean, he, he hasn't lost anything technically because he hasn't sold anything. It's but more it's not, than a 50% loss. Yeah, exactly. It's like a 60% or something. <clears throat> the only dabbling of that that I've done is the Doge thing, and I sold it when I was at $0.30 cents after buying it at 7 and I made... I guess about 110-ish, it was $120. And I'll have to pay tax on that, so I didn't really make that money. I mean, I made about half of that or 60% of that. Hmm. Like, cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. If somebody had purchased $1,000 worth of Doge back then and was now $240,000, actually, I'm not sure how that works because if that's a year later, then the capital gains tax might be less. Capital gains tax applies to that? It's anything that you sell. Cryptocurrency? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Government wants their money. Cool stuff. Y'all can't party in this land without paying some sort of fee. Like, and I, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're doing all of this because this is a space that is, you know, there's other things that the government is doing that makes this whole enterprise, this whole zone of activity possible yes and you are operating within their borders yeah so yeah have to obey the rules yeah i figured out kind of on that note i don't want to delve into this too much okay 
but I, I know now how Achella is able to do what she does without having any connection to the warp. Did you just figure that out? Just a second? No, uh-uh. Oh. It was, I don't know, within the last 48, 48 hours or so. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it really works within the... You and the cliffhangers, I tell you. The world of 40K, but, I mean, it's going to be what it is. I don't think it's going to pose that much of a problem. It just, it is what it is. Neat. Yeah. Really cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Good talk. Yeah. I'm at (laughs) 78,000 words now in Desert Stars. So if people are in Discord and they see Dell's playing Apex again. Why aren't you writing? Look, I'm not pulling a George R.R. Martin. I write more days than not. And I can't play Apex. I do not allow myself to unless I have written... Well, I have two rules. There's I can do the daily challenges, which I can usually get done in a game or two, if I've written at least 500 words. Oh, okay. But if I want to play as much as I'd like, I have to have written at least 1,000 words. And that usually ends up being more like 1,200 or more. Today, I think it was like 1,500. Hmm. It was like, because I had gotten my 1,000 done, and I think I was still about 400 away from the next 1,000 mark hmm. at 78. And I was like, oh, I mean, shit, just go there. And, do you, uh, okay, when yeah. you set these goals for yourself, do you find the quality of your writing diminish? Because you have this carrot at the end, you're just no. pounding away. No, writing right? is oh, writing. I'm just going to, okay. That's no, I don't, I mean, I... I don't even know if I could do that, just mm. words on the page and just go on and on. Yeah. Like, I would, I'd feel horrible. I'd feel so, so horrible. Yeah. Like, my soul would just, like, you're, scu- I mean, it would just, I. Like, what are you even doing? Like, why are yeah. you doing this? Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know. I more ask that question for anybody who's listening, who's thinking, okay, well, he's just punching, pumping out a bunch of garbage. It doesn't, like, just because you're pumping out a bunch of words doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like being a server at a restaurant or something and knowing that the person that you're bringing the food to was blind. And so you you spit in their food. And it's like, oh, I, I they won't see it. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Or what are you, littering what are you doing? because nobody's looking. Yeah, exactly. Or anything stupid like right, that. Right, you're out in the woods and nobody's around. So you're like, oh, I'm just going to leave my foil and my garbage here and my big bag of trash. It's like, what? what? No. How? You're just going to drive off with a big pile of trash on the ground and your mattress and all your other junk? Like, it's just it's just no, no big thing? No. Mm. Who cares? I, no, I couldn't do that. I don't even see it as an option when I'm writing. It's yeah. not even a temptation. It's just, I'm. this is my goal. Mm-hmm. It's my challenge. I have to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write to the best of my ability while I reach that challenge. I mm-hmm. mean, that's all there is to it. That's interesting. There's this, um, this Udemy digital art course that I've been chipping away at. And it takes a long time to do the homework assignments, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because I'm using a pen. I'm not using the line tool. And mm-hmm. the guy who put the course together has said that you can use the line tool. But if I'm going to be trying to draw with a digital pen as much as possible, I think hand-drawn things, for the most part, look better than using a line tool a bunch of times. At least when it yeah. comes to <clears throat> art. It depends on what the thing is. If yeah, it's like a true. building, mm-hmm. a line tool might look because you want it, that it does depend. symmetry. Especially if it's like in the background or something and you don't want 
too much attention drawn to that. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's all. Right. But I would like to be able to use the pen however I want. Sure. And so I don't think that using a line tool is the best way to get that result. So I will sit there and I will work on a homework assignment for an hour mm-hmm. often. <laughs> and that's fine because doing it the other way is just, it's just like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. I'm wasting everybody's time here if I do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people have this idea, I think. I don't, I, honestly, I don't, I, I can't read a lot of people's minds. I know that I have had this idea a few times that I, I battle that, well, if I don't do it this way, the correct way, now I can do it later. It's like, no, no, no. Oh. You only get one pass at this. Like, the, <laughs> And you, you don't know how long that is. Right. And I mean, at one pass at this, at this light. Yeah. You don't get to go back and redo today. It's like, yeah. nah, I didn't do today all that well. It's not a game where when you play that round and it doesn't go so well, you can try something different. I mean, you have another day where you can try something different. Maybe. But if you already know that option A is better than B, C, whatever, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, why not just go with A now? And it takes a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, but you already know that it's inarguably the best option. So just do it. Yeah. I, like, the reference to The Simpsons comes to mind where Homer is <clears throat> saying, oh, that's future Homer's problem. He's apparently, he's, he, I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. He's eating a jar of mayo. And he says something like, this isn't, this isn't current Homer's problem. That's future Homer's problem. Something, I think. I, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. It just, it comes to mind. It's, it's perfect. It's. Why would I do that to my future self? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. On on that note, I have been finding that I'm much more orderly than I think I've ever been in my life. Hmm. I'll put everything together so that I can set myself up for the next day. I'll put my outfit together. Mm-hmm. I will put the kombucha stuff together i will clean after every meal i will do all the dishes and wipe all the counters so that everything is just so and i won't have to deal with it later if i'm already in the kitchen doing something it's a lot less intrusive on my day if i just take care of everything i can possibly take care of in that moment yeah like filling your waters and all that that's why i do that it's just i'm here i'll do it then i don't have to think about it and which is even better (laughs) not having that weight yeah I think it's helped with my neuroticism (laughs) how has it helped with it it's helped reduce it okay I think okay how 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 does it do that kind of declutters my mind oh I see that makes sense yeah puts order to the chaos Hmm. okay (laughs) I mean, you work out more than you, I mean, it's probably in the last, I don't know, when did you start it being like a regular thing that you run or work out? Was that? I don't know. I did it in Michigan a bunch. As a regular thing? Mm -hmm. Going on runs and stuff? Yeah, I would go running in the mornings, especially. I mean, I know you did. I just don't know if it was like a regular thing. eight months that we lived there. Okay. Pretty sure. Hmm. At least in the last six months. Okay. But um, uh, I would say I got more serious about running 
last fall, hmm. maybe. Okay. I don't know. Or and working out. Just I want to look a certain way, and it helps my mood. Yeah, I saw this article to or it was yesterday when I was at work. It said, um, "It's not." I don't remember what it was, but it's like it's not just a myth. Working out really does improve your mood. Like, hmm. yeah. He, you like you hardly ever work out. I do a f- fair bit of physical exercise at work. Hmm. Like it, it's not. Like, I'm just sitting around. I'm lifting heavy things, pulling things. I'm outside lifting 80-pound bags of rocks into people's mm-hmm. cars. It's not It's not like I'm. I, it's an exercised, orderly exercise, but I'm not out of shape. No, like I'm I, not I can, saying you're out of shape. I'm, just my arms are probably smaller than they were when I was doing more regular things, but I just, I'm fine with how I am. Yeah. And I can do 20 pull-ups and 20 chin-ups without that much difficulty. I can run three plus miles without it just killing me. We're about to do that again. Yeah, assuming tomorrow's not crap, which it looks like it should be fine, then we will. <laughs> I'm going running regardless. Okay. I like running in the rain. That's nice. Yeah. I would be fine with it if my feet didn't get all nasty. Mm. I just, I'm not a fan of that part. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, the yeah. running, the upper part, I don't care about getting wet. It's just soggy feet, and then it gets really uncomfortable, and then you get a blister sometimes. It's just rubbing, and hmm. I ha- it's I happened really to me at least. Problem. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have running shoes per se. I mean, I do, but I they're old shoes I've beaten up, and I, I don't, yeah. it doesn't matter to me because I feel fine in them. Like, oh, you'd be better if you got running shoes for running. Cool. Okay. I mean, nobody said that, but I imagine somebody would. Like, oh, it'd be different. You, you'd like it more if you did. Okay. Yeah, once a week's good. I didn't mean it as a slight. It's just impressive that you can be, like, not cloudy in here and look good without having to work out all the time. Hmm. Anyway. It's a gift. It's a gift, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good jeans, huh? Sure. I don't even know what my jeans are. I'm a full-on Euro mutt. So am I. I used to think I knew. (laughs) I mean, I've got... My name is Italian, but there's Italian, German, a lot of... It's probably Spanish. I know there's some Native American. Not much. A little. I think, Uh, like, everybody has that. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, if you were a white person that came over here, I imagine your ancestors got up to some shenanigans is a nice way of saying things. Hmm. Forced forced reproductive activities. Okay. That's another way to say that. Forced reproductive activities. I'm Swedish, Norwegian, German, and stuff. And stuff. (laughs) And stuff. Yep. Good stuff. I don't have a whole lot. Yeah, I don't I don't have a whole lot either. There's a bunch of new stuff that came out for Warhammer, new sister stuff, but Mhm. Did were you tempted at all to get any of that? The one like named model is kind of cool. Hmm. The gal that's in like some sort of power armor, she's I guess the head of all of the sisters. Hmm. But I 
I don't know. Just the head of the sisters, like the sisters Primarch. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but it, it's it's not it's not the same in the sense that they it's, there's one mm-hmm. person. It it changes throughout time as you know they get old and they I die. See. Or so she's in that role. Yeah, she's currently been. I think there's a vote. It's kind of like a pope kind of role where they get voted or something. I'm not sure the exact structure of how it works, but she's the the high she represents them as a high lord on Terra. Hmm. So as as the sister of battle. It's, it's, it's a neat model. They've got a tank, but it's a, it's just kind of like I what what do I do with it? What what do I you're not even done with your triumph of St. Catherine. Yeah, and we got Mortarian over there that hasn't even been taken out of the box. Oh, I forgot about that. I, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll think about painting occasionally, but... There are other things. There's just so many other things. I don't know. I, I feel like it reminds me of what I said 10, 15 minutes ago. Like, you only get one pass at this, so pick, pick your time. And I look at how much time I put into Apex and how I could be doing other things, and... I don't know. Life for me has always been like this and where I go through these seasons of this thing and I get I'm interested in this thing. Like I know for a fact that I'm not going to be playing Apex the way I do today in at some point in the future. I, I mean, you could say, well, yeah, no, duh, Del, because at some point they're going to shut the servers down and it just won't be a game that anybody plays <laughs> when you're 80 years old. Like, okay. okay, I'm not, that's not what I mean. Um, I don't know. I, I took an entire year off playing video games, and hmm. I don't know. There's different things. I definitely am going to be practicing Spanish on Duolingo because... Anymore? Yeah. Because I, I, part of the reason I was interested in doing Japanese is because I thought, oh, I could use this when I'm reading manga or if I'm watching anime. It's like, yeah, kind of, but... It's not the same as actually utilizing it when you're speaking. And there's more days than not where I would get at least one chance to use it where I work. Because there's a lot of guys that come Japanese? in. Not Japanese, sorry, oh, Spanish. Oh, okay. Unlike Japanese, I would be able to I use see. Spanish. Yeah. A lot of the fellas that come into where I work definitely speak Spanish. Like some of them barely speak English. Yeah. So I would get a chance to interact with them and try a few different things out. And once I got to a point where I... I could, you know, say hello, I'm bad at this, how do I say, you know, they'd, I'm sure they'd be super appreciative and, and, you know. Yeah, like, they'd at least go on. Yeah, so. good, good, good try, <laughs> you silly gringo. And I mean, I mean, I think it would be, it would make me more useful there if I got yeah. to a point where I could have a conversation and then just speak to them like, oh, Del, what, what's, what does this, what does it, what does he want? Oh, he needs, you know, three of this thing. He's got he, four bags of, of Hmm. whatever like oh, okay cool my grandmother gave me two spanish books okay that are under our dresser right now the thing part of the thing that i like about spanish is of maybe almost any language mm-hmm. truly it might have more resources and ways to learn it than mm-hmm. i mean maybe chinese is is right there too just because yeah. of how large a population china has but spanish for sure and part another thing that I really like uh, that I like about it is there is, I think cast. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think it's Castellan Spanish, which comes from Spain. They have a group of like a not a oh, triumvirate, yeah. yeah. uh, like a, a <clears throat> high lords of Spanish. That they are the ones that say yes, this is an official Spanish word, or no, yeah. this one's out. And if it's in, I mean, there's slang, sure, but it's not official. No other language that I know of has that. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just I don't know of that. 
That is neat. But there are, too, a lot of people that know Spanish, at least in oh, some yeah. God, yeah. aspects. So you you have the higher chance of interacting with people who, who also speak that. I mean, there's so many restaurants around here. Like, even yeah. the McDonald's, a lot of the people there are... burrito place in the burrito place. I mean, there's so many more opportunities to actually utilize yeah. Spanish and try it out as opposed to Japanese. You'd have to really kind of look for a club or something. There's also, there are a lot more similarities. <laughs> it's a little easier. Yeah, and then once I <laughs> got a halfway decent lock on Spanish, I think learning certain other of the romantic languages would be easy. I mean, transitioning from Spanish to Italian would probably be yeah. very simple. That's part of why I, I started to learn Latin <clears throat> when I was doing Duolingo. And then when I got to, what was it, Diamond? And I got number one in Diamond. I told you. I know. I told you. I, I did it for maybe a week or two after that, and I thought, yeah, I should be doing other things with my time. I told you. Because <laughs> they've done this g a good job with Duolingo of gamifying it, but the problem with gamifying something is that once you've beat you know how beaten to break the, game, the game, then you don't care to play it anymore. Yeah. I'm disappointed that we finished Overcooked. Because it was a fun game. Mm -mm. What? We didn't, we didn't it? finish it? No, we didn't beat the Meatball King. Remember what oh, I said? I just right. don't want to do this right now because it was like 11 minutes and I was just like, I can't. But it's right only now. one level. Yeah. There's Are a whole there Overcooked 2 and then there's DLC as well. I just have fun with you playing that. <laughs> Even though it's Not stupid. always. We, I don't know. You get... I don't know how angry I get. Or fed up. I would say that you say, okay, I'm done with this. 90% more than I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you're, okay. Do I get irritated? No. Do I get mean? No. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, mm. I don't know. What did I, I it's fun. disagree with? Yeah, it is fun. But I was saying that I, I you said, said I, I have, have fun, fun with, with you. you. Yeah. No, I just. Said, I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that I've just been kind of harsh a few times, or well, just like because just the way you are. <laughs> you, yeah. Somebody said something about tough love recently. I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> they had said there was. They were commenting on. I think it was probably possibly. I'm not sure, but how do I? I had made a post for the members only, but now it's going to be for more widely known that you were going to be doing some sort of narration, joining, hey, whatever. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a little behind the scenes for the members, okay. but now more people know. And somebody had said that they had watched Matthew Sadler. He's got this, I don't know what the, what it's from, but it looks like, it kind of looks like the little robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to a Galaxy in the movie. Okay. There's a little. I can't even picture that. Uh, it's a little white robot he's got a, it might even be that I'm sure thing. if i saw it i would recognize it hitch hikers guide to the galaxy robot i will say it did this thing oh, yeah, yeah i'm pretty okay. sure it is that yep. i'm nearly certain it is hmm. marvin the paranoid android if i go i'm i'm nearly certain it is that guy matthew hey, sadler I seen that movie in ages if i go here gotta find out youtube studio um, comments and mentions. We're closing in on 6,000 subscribers. Ooh. Oh, that's right. This computer really suffers when I'm trying to do multiple things. Oh, 
it's trying to record, it's trying to feed this camera energy, and then now it's trying to look at comments. Anyways, he was saying how he would watch some of your old videos, oh. and I'm assuming it was one of the magic ones, I don't yeah. know for certain, uh -huh. and how you seem just kind of timid and not, I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but just not... Those sucked. As much... To make. Uh, like, as present and kind of self-conscious or less self-confident. Okay, I don't know what you're saying right now. You're, you're, you're more confident now. Yes. Oh, okay. And you're be better now. It's, it's been for the better. That's good. Yeah, those... Yeah, I'm, it, I'm nearly certain it is that same robot. Look at that thing. Yeah. Okay. The eyes are triangles that are pointing down. That's, yeah. Yeah, he said, I watched Vera's first video on this channel. She sounded a lot more timid back then. However, I can tell through Dell's tough love method of teaching and the way and the way her confidence has grown in front of the camera during your podcast. Vera will make a perfect addition to the team. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting challenge. I've been trying all sorts of goofy things. But I have been trying to improve my voice on my own. And this has given me a little project mm -hmm. to work on it. I mean, and th but, it is all voice. Yeah. And it's also inspired me to reconsider the way that I read children's books. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I I, had no training, no anything oh, yeah. when it comes to narration. Mm -hmm. it, same is true with of writing. Other than some high school classes, which I've dropped out of high school, I have no professional credentials. No, my, you've done it, though. Yeah, and, and the way that I've gotten there is by paying the F attention to attention. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's it's reading other people, the people that are really good, listening to other people that are really good when it comes to narration and going, okay, how do I get my voice more like that? Not necessarily how I sound. I'm not, I have my own sounds. So I'm not trying to match somebody that's a deeper, higher, whatever voice, but the cadence and the flow and the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And... I, I mean, a big hurdle is getting out of your own way, like uh, out of your own head, which I used to live in my head. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've been practicing meditation more. I don't know if you know that, but meditation and also reading about meditation and just trying to be more present. It's mm -hmm. so huge. <laughs> it's so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure when that will come out, but it's going to be out at some point. Yeah, so no, there's no rush on it. No. I'd rather have something come out, and I mean, I'm gonna be giving her feedback, and if it's something that I don't think is good enough, and I know that she can do better, then I'm not gonna go. Nah, let's yeah, sure, fine. Let's just go ahead and ship this one. Well, also, you set a pretty high bar with the channel because your voice. I mean, it wasn't always as good as it is now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, those are original ones <laughs> were not great. But you've improved over time, mm -hmm. and you'll continue to improve. But where you are now I mean, is, a... is pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, you set the bar high. So I don't want to put out something that's just kind of like, why is she? Yeah. Why did they let her do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> it would be really nice if we had a good booth where we could both be in it and I could give you pointers or something, but we, we don't have that. Or kind of like a, a closet. the recording setup with Clem Fandango. Like that oh, kind of thing. Oh, if we had one of yeah, those? Yeah, that kind of oh, thing boy. where you're on one side and we could, you know, point out. 
Can we watch some of those clips? Oh, sure. Not right now, though. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, look up uh, Toast of Britain, I think, or Toast of London. We should put a link in the description. Yeah, Toast of London. Look that up. It's Clint Fandango. It's Clint Fandango. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. And then he takes his hand off. Now I can't hear you. But you put the butt. Oh, boy. But yeah, back to the old magic videos. I just want to point out that all of those that we had done, I'm pretty sure, maybe a few of the later ones this had changed but at least the ones in the beginning those were all one take mm -hmm. and i didn't have a script it was just here's words coming out of my mouth mm -hmm. and it was very very difficult and it sucked and it would take me like four hours to make one of those things yeah it was, she would be out there going <laughs> and redoing and cussing oh. and cursing and uh, moaning and groaning and trying again Crying. because i was very insistent on not doing jump cuts because one at that point i thought jump cuts were obnoxious and stupid and depends on how they are it depends on how they're used they can be for sure the way that certain youtubers use them just makes me want to smack them across like, the face hey guys welcome to my channel today we're going to be talking about and they'll cut themselves off with like at the last if a word is made up of 10 parts, they'll cut themselves off at part nine. So they don't even finish the whole word because they just want it to be as... Yeah, it's like shotgun to the face. I mean, it's, like, it's like being gun. hit by a taser of TikToks and vines. It's, it's awful. If you're it's not really, having a really seizure bad. by the end of those videos, yeah. you're watching them wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now watch it two times. <laughs> I mean, watch three I of them at once. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, I understand cutting out derp ups or where places where you screw up a word or where you're just pausing a long time, but cutting yourself off mid word so you can just get into the next one. I don't know if it's just lazy editing or or oh, I don't know what it is, it's but it's awful. It's maybe? awful. So yeah. I thought, no, we're not doing jump cuts. You have to do this yeah. in one go. And there was and one other reason. Yeah, because I can talk at length on pick yes, anything. Yes, you can. And so I thought, you can do it too. Anybody can. <laughs> With a little practice. A little practice. You've been doing it your whole life. You're the oldest of your family. You're the leader, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. I, and, it's you, obnoxious and you talk a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to lead with the people just come along with your ideas as opposed to putting up resistance every two steps. Like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. June, I think I mentioned this before, but June's going to be an off month for Desert Stars. There's going to be a lot of other Warhammer content. I'm still working on this one story that is going to be definitely over two hours. Well, I think. Is that the one you're recording now? Yeah, it's okay. definitely over an hour and a half. Hmm. It might be as long as two and a half hours long. One story. Dang. Could you do part one and two? How are you? I'm, I'm going to do, do the whole thing. Oh, it's okay. going to be one long thing. and huh. Yeah. Okay. And... I should have mentioned this early at the beginning, but I'm going to be making more of a push for people to become members because 
it, it's kind of, it's tricky. Because on the one hand, I do definitely still adhere to my whole philosophy of if you can't pay your own bills or you're struggling or things are even slightly tight or even kind of tight and you're just like, you know, I don't just don't know if we can afford it, then don't be giving money to this channel. Like I, I say that pretty much every time I mention this. But at the same time, I do think that the the overall idea of well, if it's online, it should be free, does need to be changed a little bit. Like, I'm not saying that you should be paying for access to every website that you go to. I'm not, I don't agree with that. I, it would be kind of neat if there was some sort of, I don't know what this would look like, but some sort of digital pass that you would pay and you could select hmm. webs. I don't, I don't, I Kind of I like know. you do with cable, you pay for certain channels. Yeah, something like that. That would be neat. But then. But you would have to have people in charge to organize it. Yeah, being picking which one where you want your money to go, and I I don't know. It, it sounds like a mess to me. Maybe the cable companies shouldn't be making as much money as they should have, and they should share some of their wealth. But that's never going to happen. I don't know. All I know is that the way things currently are set up is that people like myself, other people that have Patreons, buy me copies, whatever, they're not asking usually that much for what they do. Oftentimes, the lowest amount is about a dollar. Sometimes it's five dollars. And usually the amount of content that they're putting out and that the level, the quality of content is definitely worth that. Not always. <laughs> There's certainly exceptions to that. There's probably a lot of people that I don't even know about that are like, you're not worth two cents. Like, I, this is garbage. But I think that what I do and how you do art and for what Mad Cow does, that the $2 entry fee price to become a member on the channel is definitely worth what you get. I would say so. I mean, I I partake in the creation of it, but I have thought that Desert Desert Stars for one is worth is is worth some admission. Like some amount of admission because I find myself clawing for the next episode when the one that I'm listening to ends. It's the cliffhangers. Yeah. I'm just thinking this is so good. And I'm not just saying that. I'm I'm really not just saying that. It's, I don't know. Sometimes it gives me the chills. Okay. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. So, I mean, in a year, $2 a month is $24? Yep. I, I mean, that's, I guess, the cost of two movies or one IMAX, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's you're, the cost of, like, four coffees. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said before, a, a not very good cup of coffee somewhere. Um, like, I don't know if you can get a, the smallest amount of drip coffee, like a tall drip from Starbucks for that amount. I think they're like $1.85. Okay, so about that amount. I think. I know a yeah. medium with two sugar and two cream, I don't know if that increases the cost at all, is $1.97 at the McDonald's where I get it from yes, occasionally. I do know that. Um... <laughs> So if I'm asking about the, the, the price of a coffee for the lowest amount, I think that that for what we do on this channel is a totally acceptable amount to ask. But with that said, I still 100% do not want people that are in a tight spot or again, even a slightly uncomfortable spot to be giving money to this channel. But if you find yourself going, well, let's see here. Let me think here. How many times have I gone out to eat? I usually go out once a month. Okay. I get a coffee from Starbucks every other week or something. If 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 you enjoy this channel a lot and 
cutting back on your Starbucks coffee by one time a month would be okay with you. And it would, I can tell you a hundred percent that it would make a big, it would make more of a difference to Vera and I personally than it would to Howard Schultz and the Starbucks corporation. (laughs) Your $2 means almost infinitely more to us than it does to them. Your $2 doesn't mean anything to them. They could not possibly care less about you and your $2. I care very, very much about your $2. For me, when I see the number of members on the channel, I think, oh, that's neat. This many people like what we're doing. Yeah. No, it's very cool. <laughs> like, that's that's the biggest thing to me. It's it's a sign. Oh, hey, this is worth something. Yeah. I don't I, I, I hate to come across and sound like some sort of preacher coming around with a tithe play like, oh, the Lord wants you to give to oh. our cause. <laughs> I hate Here's how that. that sounds. And and I, I every time I mean, I grew up going to a church and I was just like, come on, everybody knows this speech, man. I guess all in all, when I look at numbers and I go, OK, we've got nearly we got 5000 plus subscribers, 10 percent of that. If we could get 10 percent of that giving us two bucks a month. That would be a lifestyle change. That would be more stuff that I could do. We have right now 21 members, so I don't know what the percentage is, but it's like, I don't even know if it's 1%. How how much? We have 21 total members. Yeah, but what are you trying to get to? Like, what is one? Okay, Google, what is 1% of 5,000? According to percentage calculator, percentage calculator. 10%. Okay, Google. So it would be 20. It'd be 20? I think so. Okay, Google. What is 1% of 5,000? Oh, 5,000. 1% of 5,000 is 50. 50. Okay, so we have half of a percent. We have less than half of a percent of our total subscribers as members. Okay. Getting 1%, 50 subscribers, or, or members, would be amazing. Sure. So that's that's my goal with June is I'm not going to be monetizing any of those videos and I'm just going to make a push like, hey, could we get to 1% of the members? That would be amazing. And I have to think that of the 5,900 members that we have, that 1% of them could afford two bucks a month. Sure. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I... I mean, it's an interesting thing because... Until I started creating more, I didn't really value creations that I had seen. At least not on the same level. Mm-hmm. So I understand the viewpoint of, no, things should just be free on the internet. Yeah. Because there's a lot of content. Why would I pay for any of it? Yeah. You can just go over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier for me to have that viewpoint for large conglomerations hmm. like the New York Times or something mm. or other news agencies because they get ad revenue and they have all these other revenue streams and they've got this and that and whatever. But when it comes to an individual or a pair of individuals or small groups of people putting out a thing, I mean, the, the difference between like 50 subscribers or members at two bucks a month, you know, that's that's nearly $200 a month. That is, is drastic for us than zero and we're at 20 and that amount of money allows me to keep on giving mad cow some money like it's not like i'm just going oh sweet more 
money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, I give pretty much all of the profit that we make from this channel, <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah. to Mad Cow. Yeah. It's it's not. I think we well, of we, of the amount that we have to put to taxes. After that, we, I might be making about ten dollars a month from the channel. Ten to twenty ish. Well, it's an investment. Yeah. But my goal is to keep on doing this, keep on growing it as we keep on getting subscribers, as we keep on, I hope, getting members, then a point where that's not quite the case will come around at some point in the not so distant future. Yeah. I'd rather just keep on chipping away at this than dump a thousand dollars into Dogecoin and hope for. I would prefer that because that's just. It's a gamble. You're over it, I thought. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I didn't even mean Dogecoin specifically. I just meant uh, any of those things. It's just, there's no, all I know is that every time I've invested in myself and done something, it usually, not usually, every time has paid off in some way. There's, I, there's no other investment that I know of that has that same kind of return. Hmm. I yeah. see what you're saying. All right. That's everything. <laughs>